What's up? Welcome to Faith and Other F-Words podcast, where we're all about creating a platform for badass women like you to discuss faith, politics, sex, dating, wellness, money, quantum physics, heaven, hell, you name it. No scripture verses, no condemning, no regurgitation of doctrine. I'm your host, Tanya Martin. I'm a corporate hustler, wellness coach, and honestly, just a girl tired of seeing faith misappropriated. So let's change that. Think of us sitting on my couch, drinking wine, having those deep, raw, intellectual combos only have with your closest, smartest girlfriends. Believe me, I'm still trying to figure it out too. But at the end of the day, I know it's these combos that bring us closer to discovering and fulfilling the freaking purpose God's place into your soul. You ready to drop some F words? Let's go. Oh, so you got a new relationship going on, huh? Congratulations. Or maybe you're thinking about getting into a new relationship and you're eager to know how to best manage a relationship once you get in it. Maybe you've been talking to somebody or you've been flirting with somebody and you're hoping that it'll turn into something more. So a lot of you have been asking about my new boyfriend and how we met and kind of the story behind that. And I thought it would be useful to outline some of the ways that you can decide if you want to enter a new relationship and how to navigate that as you enter a new relationship. And it's always the hardest part between you're like talking and dating, but you're not in an exclusive relationship. Like you haven't had that talk about like, oh, are we going to be boyfriend and girlfriend? Or like, what do you want? And I think that is where a lot of people go wrong. <laughs> I've been there before where you just kind of linger in this like weird stage of not your boyfriend, but you want to be your boyfriend, but you're kind of like boyfriend, girlfriend. And it's just an odd stage. So background story on me and my boyfriend, his name is Garrett, and we actually met on Bumble, those dating apps. Ugh, you know those dating apps that don't work? Well, they actually do. There's a lot of nice people on dating apps. If you haven't listened to episode two, I talk all about dating apps and how to navigate that as a woman of faith. Yeah, so we met on a dating app, and I don't know what else to say. Without, like, I don't know how in depth you guys want me to go. Hmm. I'll just leave it at that. Maybe I'll do an entire episode on Garrett. I'll have to ask him how he feels about that. We'll see. We'll come back to that. But managing a new dating relationship. Here are a couple of questions and things to consider as you're moving from that weirdo stage of, are you my boyfriend? (laughs) To, I don't actually want to see you anymore. So like deciding between those two questions. So number one, I think you need to figure out values. Do you and this person have similar values? Do they value family, friends? What do they enjoy? What are their true values? And is that aligned with you? That's usually pretty easy if you've got a good head on your shoulders. Like, yes, this boy likes family and friends and has a job and is just like a good human and their values align with mine. I think that one's pretty easy, but it's important to recognize. Number two, timelines. If you're listening to this, you're anywhere between early 20s, mid 30s and up and understanding what the timeline for you and for this person, what those are. Do you want to get married in the next year, two years, three years, 10 years? When do you want to have kids? What does your career look like? Asking those types of questions about where the other person sees themselves is important, right? It's going to align you in either direction, whether you want to continue a relationship or 
uh oh, you want kids in like 15 years and I want kids in a year? Well, that's probably not the good start of a new dating relationship, right? So understanding what the timelines are for you and for him is really important. The third is figuring out goals and dreams. What are your goals? What are your dreams for the future? What are his goals? What are his dreams for the future? And having a conversation about that to understand if you guys want the same things. If you want to be a powerhouse career woman who's like climbing the corporate ladder and he wants to build a family tomorrow and has expectations of his significant other to be a stay-at-home mom and that's a goal of his is to have that type of family dynamic, well, that's not a good start to the relationship because you guys don't have similar goals and dreams. If you're building a business and you have aspirations for building multiple businesses and you're looking for a partner to be a part of that and to be an entrepreneur with you and to go on a journey of the sacrifices required in building businesses and they just want to be at home and they are happy to live simply and they just want to have a home, a job, kids and to just enjoy the simple things in life and having an overly ambitious career is not something that they're interested in, you guys are going to butt heads. It's not going to work. So figuring out what each other's goals and dreams are, I think is really important before you decide that you want to be in a relationship with somebody. The fourth thing, the fourth thing is compatibility. For me, I think compatibility goes beyond just, you know, sexual chemistry or companionship, but compatibility in your lifestyles. Are you both into the same hobbies? Are you both into the same lifestyles? If one person is really into health and fitness and the other one just wants to party and drink and smoke and like stay out until four in the morning and the other person's like trying to get up at four in the morning to go marathon training, that's not compatible. Maybe you have great chemistry. Maybe you laugh really well together but there's lifestyle incompatibility that is going to be an issue right and those are things that you're going to fight about later so figuring out compatibility in lifestyle um in values in career in marriage in faith in finances if you're a tightwad and they're a tightwad well that might work well <laughs> if one of you doesn't have a good handle on finances and one of you is like neurotic about finances that's not really compatibility there's going to be some issues there and a lot of these things in terms of compatibility don't need to be identical you don't need to be the same person and have the exact same hobbies and lifestyle choices but there needs to be compatibility there right so if you see that there isn't compatibility you have to be willing to make sacrifices and compromises to make up for that lack of compatibility in said sectors. And I think a lot of people don't talk about that and they don't acknowledge that or take that as a factor of consideration. And it comes back later on in a relationship to bite you in the butt. So navigating that conversation and analyzing those sectors of compatibility are really important. The next thing would be to ask for what you want. And I know for me specifically, and I think for a lot of women, asking for what we want is difficult because we're afraid of getting rejected or we're afraid of how they'll think of us or we're afraid that it'll jeopardize the relationship. When in reality, asking for what you want is setting boundaries and letting the other person know, hey, this is where I'm at and that's what I would want out of a future relationship. 
And so often I think we're worried that we're going to rock the boat if we ask for what we want. And then the relationship's going to just crash and burn. And I think that's a big misconception. Because think about this. If you ask for what you want early on, you're teaching the other person what your boundaries are and you're teaching them what is acceptable for the treatment and the behaviors and the actions that the other person can and should take with you. So I think early on, asking for what you want, and I don't mean that that needs to be explicit, but I think Matthew Hussey is like one of the best dating coaches out there. Go listen to all of his content. But essentially what that means is teaching the other person how you want to be treated. So if they call you for a date and they're like, oh, do you want to go out this week? And you're like, yeah, I'm available on Friday or Saturday. And they're like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll let you know. And then Friday comes around and it's nine o'clock at night and they're like, what's up? You want to hang out? And you're like, yeah. Well, you're telling the other person that it's acceptable to contact you without intention, without planning, and that you'll be at their beck and call. And it's okay to call me at nine o'clock and booty call me or not take the time to invest in thoughtful planning and planning a date or putting me into your schedule. You're telling the other person that you it's okay to treat you as an afterthought. Oh, it's Friday at nine. Yeah, I guess I should probably call her and hang out because I'm, I'm free. It's convenient for me. Well, you're telling them it's okay to treat you that way. But if you're like, actually, it's nine o'clock. I've already made other plans because you didn't get back to me. Um, let me know when you want to schedule like a proper date and, you know, treat me like the queen that I am or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Matthew Hussey does a better job at the copywriting than I do. But I think those are important things. So like setting boundaries like that where you're telling them what's acceptable behavior and what your quality standards are and either they'll rise to it or they won't and that'll save you in the future because then you're not gonna get treated like shit because you didn't let them treat you like shit in the beginning and let's be honest when you get into a relationship you get comfortable you get over that honeymoon stage and that's where those types of behaviors turn out to be most prevalent right and then later on they're like well in the beginning you didn't care and you're like well that's because it was the beginning it's like no at the beginning of a relationship is when you set the precedent for the types of behaviors that you want. All right. Then the next thing is asking for what they want. And that, again, doesn't necessarily need to be explicit. It can be. Both of these can be explicit conversations that you have and saying, so what is it that you're looking for? What is it that you want? And I think it's important to have explicit conversations, but I also think it's important to recognize the nonverbal communications that are also occurring. And when you ask explicitly what the other person wants. You're learning the values that are important to them. You're learning the behaviors and actions that they want. If you haven't yet checked out um, Love Languages, it's a test that you can take um, that describes the way that you give and receive love. And I think if I remember them off the top of my head, they are physical touch, quality time, um, acts of service, there's a variety of different ways that you can receive and give love. Personally, I like acts of service and gifts because they're actually like intertwined together. So the reason I like getting gifts is because I like that somebody had to put thought and time into going and getting something. And normally if it's a good gift, it's something that they heard you say. So I like gifts that are 
related to something that I've said out loud. So not just like, oh, I got you a Louis Vuitton, whatever, but (laughs) I got you socks because you said that your running socks were causing you a lot of pain. And I know that you mentioned that the specific running store has these like high performance socks. And I know that you're running and these are like great socks for that, like, like that type of thing where they really put thought and intention into it. And then acts of service would be taking the car and putting gas in it because they know that I hate putting gas in the car or refilling the ice cube tray because I literally hate doing that too. Like things like that. Um, or taking your luggage and putting it in the car, just like little things like that. Those are the types of things that you can communicate by figuring out, one, if you take the test, but two, also recognizing when your partner appreciates or gets joy when you do certain things or say certain things or spend time with them doing particular activities. So I think those are really important as well. And then the last thing and final thing when you're managing a new dating relationship is figuring out your priorities. How are you prioritizing your time? Are you spending it mostly with them? Um, Are you spending it with your career? Are you spending it with your family, with your friends? Prioritizing, I think your time is one of the most challenging things when you're in a new relationship is figuring out what the expectations are between you and the other person. The last thing is asking the question at the very end. After you do all of that, if it's something that you do want to pursue and you want to get into a relationship with this person, I think it's worth having the question. You need to ask and you need to say like, okay, well, where do you see this going? And if you've already kind of told them what you want and you've learned what they want, then it's easy to open up a conversation about, hey, well, where do you see this relationship going? Like, where do you see us going? Do you want to move into a relationship? Are you still in the phase of like getting to know each other? What are your expectations for getting into a relationship? And if the conversation about what are we sounds too daunting or is too scary, then I urge you to reconsider the level of intimacy that you have with this person. Because if you can't have a conversation with them about anything, specifically what are we, then you have a level of intimacy that isn't grand enough or you have a sense of false intimacy. Because especially if you're like having sex and you're sexually intimate, And then you're incapable of having a conversation of like, hey, what are we? Where do you see this going? What do you want out of life? There's a disconnect there because you've jumped into bed and you have this like level of physical intimacy, but you're not capable of having communication or connection outside of that physicality. So if it's hard to have that conversation, then you may need to reevaluate the relationship as a whole. And if you do have the the conversation, the what are we, what are, where are we going, where, what is this, and it goes well, then yay, right? Like what's the worst thing that could happen? The worst thing that could happen is that they say, no, I don't want a relationship with you. And you're like, all right, well, save myself a lot of time and agony and not continuing to pursue something that isn't going to work out. But best case scenario, they're like, yeah, I do want a relationship with you. And then it turns into a boyfriend, girlfriend situation and you have connection and you have commitment and you have all the things that are necessary for entering a new relationship. And then guess what? You've already done the hard work about figuring out your values, your timelines, your goals, your dreams, your compatibility, your expectations for 
um, prioritizing your time together. You've already figured out what it is that they want from a relationship, what it is that you want from a relationship. And then the actual relationship isn't difficult because you actually did the homework before just jumping into one. And I think that is one of the most vital things that a lot of us miss as we're getting into a relationship, particularly if you find yourself in and out of relationships quickly. I think that there's more homework to be done when entering a relationship. And I think in order to have a successful relationship, analyzing these different factors and these different compatibility markers is essential for getting into a successful, healthy relationship that has potential to move into something greater and bigger. So those are my tips for managing a new dating relationship. I'm eager to hear what you think about this episode. Make sure that you share it with a friend. I've been so excited to get so many DMs and messages from you guys from the last episode. And I think a lot of you are really curious about my current relationship, but I will wait to see what you guys see when you slide into my DMs. Um, if you enjoyed this or you just stumbled on this podcast, I would absolutely love, 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 love if you shared it with a friend, um, take a screenshot of this, whether you're walking the dog or you're running on the treadmill or you're doing chores around the house, take a screenshot of this, tag me in your Instagram stories, tag the podcast as well. You can find me on Instagram at Tata Conquers. And then you can also find the podcast at Faith and Other Efforts. And both of those are on Instagram. Yeah, I'm just so excited to be able to talk to you guys about all these fun topics. So let me know what other topics you want to hear about. I'm really, really interested in your feedback and your thoughts. And I just want to get to know you, girl. So yeah, slide in my DMs. Let's be friends. I hope that you have a wonderful evening and you keep kicking ass at life. Bye.